This is the Feminine Genius Podcast, a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. Joy is the word that comes to mind when I think of Maria Risa Espinoza. Maria is a youth minister and the host of the podcast, Saintly Not Salty. After receiving a call from the Lord to evangelize to youth, Maria has devoted her life to the calls to mission and holiness. A lot of her ministry revolves around bringing people closer to Christ and encountering Him and His love. In this episode, Maria shares the call that changed her life, her ministry as a youth minister, and what the inspiration is behind her podcast, Saintly Not Salty. Hi, Maria. Hey, Rachel. How's it going? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were mentioning to me just before we got going that it had been quite a big day as a fellow podcaster yourself. You know, you had a very a unique guest, one that I certainly can't say that I've had uh, someone that young on your show. So yeah, that's super fun. Yeah, I had my niece, Stella. She is five. She just turned five in November, like earlier this month. And she was like, I really want to have my own podcast. Um, and so her mom mentioned that she should be a guest on my show. And I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I want a five-year-old on my show. That's going to go great and be amazing. And it was, so. And she's adorable, and she's a little chatty Cathy, so, yeah. <laughs> well, I love that so the much. The cutest. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to, to tune in, but perhaps, like, I'm getting, like, I, I was just so excited and so looking forward to this, but I, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. But maybe for those who don't know you, I was wondering if you could introduce yourself and share a little bit about what you're doing right now. Yeah, sure. Hey, everybody. Thanks, Rachel, for having me on the podcast. My name is Maria Raisa Espinoza, and I am the host of the Saintly Not Salty podcast, an itty bitty podcast on a tiny corner of the internet. And when I'm not doing that, which is most of my day, um, (laughs) I am a full time youth minister in the Archdiocese of Toronto. And I also am a wedding planner and wedding coordinator on the side. On the side side, on another side. Oh my goodness. But, yeah. I didn't even know. (laughs) Okay, I missed that boat. It's like, that is amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that must be quite a rewarding, I'm sure. But also, like, there's a lot that goes into, like, wedding planning, wedding coordination, and all of that jazz. Oh, I love it. I just get such a thrill of being in charge of (laughs) such a big event. It's, you know... Yeah, I did like the spiritual gifts test. Have you done it? I have. I have. Yes. And definitely like administration and like leadership, I think is like my top, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this is right in my wheelhouse. I really just want to help couples take away the stress of planning. Mm -hmm. And so they can focus on being engaged and like preparing for a marriage and like give me the stress. I thrive on it. So let me just do this. And like (laughs) you can enjoy your day and I'll like put out all the fires i'll deal with like your cousins who are fighting like Mm -hmm. your mom who is just like you know and yeah but anyways that's like on the side side (laughs) (laughs) well i mean like that's incredible and i mean like all of these different facets like ultimately that make up who you are but maybe first off i would love it if you could share with us a little bit about your own faith journey like how it is that you came to have this personal relationship with christ as you know it now 
That's a loaded question, but no, just kidding. It is. Um, it usually is. My story is fairly simple. You know, I grew up in a Catholic household. I am Filipino. So, you know, all my Filipino Catholics, you know how it is. My parents were as practicing as they can be, like being immigrants, mm -hmm. you know, trying to survive um, and just like raising two young kids, them being super young themselves. Mm -hmm. So going to church on Sundays as much as possible. And if not, we would do like a drive by, which is like on Sundays, we would drive by the church, like kind of near where our adoration chapel is and mm -hmm. like pray mm -hmm. for like a couple, like, you know, five minutes and then go. So there was always like this opportunity to be with the Lord, like growing up. Mm -hmm. But I'd never really took my faith seriously. I was super insecure from a very young age and just put a lot of emphasis on the way I looked, how I did at school, you know. The typical, like, if you don't get 100, you know, you're not perfect. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean anything. Right. So that was, like, basically, you know, the mindset of me growing up. I just, like, never felt enough. And I found validation through other things. Sure, like, you know, my parents went to church and, like, uh, told us to pray. But, like, that didn't mean anything to me. That mm -hmm. had no relevance in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I try to find it in friends and guys and my marks, my grades, how I look, etc. And, like, obviously nothing was working out for me. Early on, like, I remember being at church, maybe, like, 12 or 13, and them advertising, like, youth group. And this is, like, pretty, a pretty new thing. And I'm, like, fairly, like, aged. And so this was, like, in the 90s, the late 90s. And, like, yeah, go to youth group. Like, after the 7 o'clock mass, there's, like, pizza upstairs. And I was, like, I want pizza. That's a good I wanna, call. Like, yeah. yeah. I want pizza. And I'm, like, there's probably cute boys. And I'm, like, okay, when I turn, like, 14, <laughs> that's it. And so I finally like turned like 14, 15. There was like an mm -hmm. event at church and I was like, man, there's like so many cute guys here. I'm going to join this youth group and <laughs> I'm just going to see what's going <laughs> to happen. Right. And so I joined the youth group at church. This was like 1999 when I was like mm -hmm. 15, 16, mm -hmm. um, started getting involved. And slowly this idea of like being part of community was like really important to me. Not necessarily like what they're preaching but I like being a part of a group right I kind of claim that identity as like oh like you're the church girl kind of like you know like you're part mm -hmm. of church and I'm like I kind of like this like being part of this group like at church right. and having right. this identity I went to Catholic elementary Catholic high school and the chaplain at my high school noticed that I was being like involved in church and stuff like that and so he invited me to go on this retreat mm -hmm. uh, it's called a Salesian retreat Oh, um, great. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it that was, this is the thing. Like there was no adoration or anything. There's this time of prayer that you're on this retreat and you can mm -hmm. just like be real with God. And I was just like, I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced a thousand percent bet my life on it. Like God spoke to me and he told me three things that literally just changed the course of my life. The first thing was he told me he loved me, which Aww. is like so nice to hear. The second thing he told me was you are enough. And that just like, oh, blew me away because like I never felt enough. And I was like the God of the universe, this big, big God who created everything mm -hmm. notices me mm. and says that, hey, like, I love you. You are enough for me. Mm. Like your grades doesn't really matter. What you look like doesn't matter who you associated with doesn't matter. But I love you. I mm. love you. You are enough. And I'm like, okay. And the third thing, which was like the wildest thing to hear as a 16-year-old, was mm. 
this call to evangelize to youth. And I'm just like, um, what? I'm like, what? What does that even mean? What does that mean? Like, I am 16 turning 17. I'm like, in like two weeks. And I'm like, okay, I guess I just have to tell people about you. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to do that. Right. So I come back on this retreat. My life has changed. It was spring. Literally that weekend, all the trees bloomed in my neighborhood. And so Mm -hmm. I came back and I was like, something is different. Am I just seeing the world differently because I encountered God or did literally like all the trees bloomed. And after that, my life changed. I just was gung ho, like all for Jesus. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I was not perfect. I was still making mistakes. Mm -hmm. I was still being selfish. Mm -hmm. But the idea that God saw me, he loved me, I was enough, and he gave me this mission to change the course of my life. And I've literally just been chasing that ever since. And obviously that has looked different over the years and, you know, learning from my my mistakes and having reversions and all that. But that was, that moment was it. And I always go back to that moment wherever I feel frustrated, whenever I feel like, you know, my faith is low or whatnot. I feel like it's like my Peter moment, you know, when yeah. Jesus in like John 6 is like, you know, are you going to go too? And I'm like, where am I going to go, dude? You know, I'm like, it's you and me till the end. Like, I'm yeah. not going to go anywhere. I've seen what the other guy's offering and like is no bueno. And if I'm just going to stick with you, even though it's going to be hard and it sucks and I have to trust you and I have to surrender. And that is like, oh, the worst, you know, because like mm-hmm. you kind of want to do your own thing. But it's just going to be you and me till the end of the end. So, yeah, I'm just I'm here now talking to you. And praise God for that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful truths, right? And they're such mm-hmm. simple truths. And I love yeah. the abandon, like the really like the childlike heart that you have approached it with, right? And it's, you know, a constant reminder day in and day out. And many times I feel like as we get older, we forget or we push Ugh, it off yeah. to the side or we get jaded, mm-hmm. right? I feel like I am jaded, but like I always try to go back. I'm like super jaded. Like, you're so sweet, and you're so kind, and you're so young. And like, and I know I look young, but I'm like, I've like been through it all. And if I can stay here still standing and like, mm. you know, trying to do God's will each and every day as much as I've been like beaten down, I guess, by life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone, anyone, yeah, anyone can do yeah, it. Man. But yeah. And that like particular call that you heard, those three things that you heard God say to you at that retreat and that third one being sharing him and evangelizing to youth. So now that's what you're doing, right? You're doing youth ministry. At what point did you, you heard that call? Because like my sister is a youth minister and I know the... Amazing. It's hard. Like it's hard work to do because sometimes like you're working with kids or youth who sometimes are also jaded in their own way. But yet how much they too need to know those truths, right? How much they need to hear those beautiful things, the fact that the God of the universe is also pursuing them and loves them. So at what point did you realize that that was something that, okay, yeah, I need to go and take on? Yeah, right when that moment happened, the trajectory of like my education changed. Because I was like, okay, like how do I turn this into a career? And the first thing that I saw was like teaching or chaplaincy. So I was like, I was on the path of like, I don't know, doing math or like something uh, like being a doctor or an accountant or something. I had that very tough conversation with my parents like, I'm sorry, I can't be a doctor anymore. Or like, I don't think like this is what I want to do. I think I'm going to go into teaching. 
And so like I went to U of T to study Christianity and culture, um, mm. very Catholic program. Obviously, uh, that didn't work out too well. Left and then I went to fashion school. And during this time when I was in university, the youth group that I was a part of kind of like died out. And I was like, we have to like I need well, not I, but like we need to have youth ministry at this parish. This parish has had youth ministry for like years. It's one of the oldest parishes in the diocese. It's had youth ministry for a very long time. Like we can't let it die. I do not feel good about letting it die. So we like started it up again while I was in university doing ministry on the weekend and going into college, still pursuing like fashion and still doing ministry like as hard as possible, like on the weekends. Mm -hmm. I started my career in the fashion industry and design and manufacturing and it was great. Like I loved it. Um, Free clothes, like, you know, (laughs) Um, which is always like a plus, especially when they're nice clothes. And yeah, still doing ministry like as much as possible Mm -hmm. um, when I have free time like even though I moved to Toronto I still commuted back to Mississauga to like work at this parish and then the company that I was working for got bought out Hmm. during this time I got connected with the new director of the office of Catholic youth like in the archdiocese and that's when I actually connected with the associate director and he was like you know youth ministry like is a job and I was like no it's not I don't see any parishes (laughs) having full-time paid youth ministers are you nuts they're like yeah there's a couple of us but like you'd be great and I'm like uh maybe when I when I'm like married this will be like a really good job to have I Mm -hmm. still think I still have legs in other places but you know what God has other (laughs) plans for us (laughs) and right when I had that conversation that's when like I was losing my job and I was like okay I guess like my own timing sucks and like I'm just gonna follow the Holy Spirit because he is perfect I was like okay let me let me maybe this is what God is calling me I'm going to try to follow this. So before I was going to go on a interview at another parish, super, super far away, like up north, somewhere in the diocese. Mm -hmm. Let me just ask my priest who I've been a youth minister at this parish for 10 years volunteering at this time. Right. You know, he took me out for breakfast and he was like, what do you want? And I'm like, (laughs) a job, please, please, sir. Like, please pay me to do this. And he was like, yeah, okay. And then that was it. And then I've been there ever since. So, yeah. And it has been a joy. I think I have the, I've seen how youth ministers in the diocese, the different situations in terms of like working with pastors can be and how much freedom you get and what the vision that they have. I have the luxury and the privilege that I can kind of like run with whatever like I feel like, Mm -hmm. which is kind of really beautiful because that means that the Holy Spirit can do whatever he wants Mm -hmm. at this parish through me and through our volunteers and the programs and everything. I love talking about Jesus. I love getting paid to love people, basically is what I tell. You know, it's like, what is youth ministry? I just get paid to love teens where they are and Mm -hmm. create community and just like show them literally the way, (laughs) the truth and the life, you know? So amen. Yeah, so it's been a fun, it's it's been great. Mm -hmm. I can't complain. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And how have you seen it change? Like, I would imagine that ever since, you know, you were in youth ministry to being, like, at the forefront and, like, leading these youth to, like you said, the way, the truth, and the life probably has changed quite a bit. So, like, what have been some of the biggest changes that you've seen over the course of your time? And and it sounds like you've been at this for a while too, right? Like, making that transition from being a volunteer to actually having a full-time job, which is incredible, by the way. I hope that more parishes do that. 
Yeah, it's like been a trend. I think I was like in the start, and then now we have a lot of full time youth ministers oh, um, in the in the diocese. Yeah, it's been so wonderful. Um, yeah, you know, music has changed a lot <laughs> over. <the> <laughs> 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 um, I was part of a charismatic youth group, so there yeah. was a lot of praise and worship, and I feel like that spirit has um, stayed with the ministry that, like you know, I'm blessed to be a part of. Like praise and worship is huge. Um, the music has obviously changed a lot for the better, I think. I find like right now, at least like from my standpoint, there's been a more emphasis, at least like I want to feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me for a more like, a discipleship approach, mm-hmm. like more small group. Rachel, you're going to love this. Uh, we do um, the faith CCO faith studies nice. as part of our programming. Very cool. So we have kids going through like the books. We use it for confirmation. Wow. It's been great. Like the kids are like really loving it, mm-hmm. you know, diving deep. I think the idea of like youth ministry as a career has changed. Obviously now like in the diocese, there's like a big push from like the office of Catholic youth and the archdiocese to like have like youth ministers at every parish or at least like youth ministry at every parish, which is great. Like I never thought of it as a thing because mm-hmm. there was always youth ministry in my parish. I never knew it was like an outlier, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought every kid had youth group, like went to youth group on Saturday night. Right. And it's not until like, you know, I talked to like other people and like, oh, when I got to university, I'm like, oh, I didn't have that. And I'm like, well, that sucks. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, like seeing, you know, some of the things that youth ministers do, like, cause like I said, my sister's a youth minister, knowing of a couple of friends who also do this type of work. Like I know that there is so much of it involved, right? So, you know, you do that. And then for me, I don't have a youth ministry background, but I do happen to do podcasting so i know how much work goes into that and you're doing both so can, yeah. we, can we talk about how you came up with um you know saintly <laughs> saintly not salty first off like what a fun name and i was telling you before we got started that i had kind of bumped into you through social media thanks be to god like bumped into you that way and probably mm-hmm. maybe at your like 24th or 25th episode and then i ha- i knew that i had to go all the way back and just kind of listen through and one of the fun things if folks haven't listened to maria's podcast yet is just the fact that it is so fun and there's just mm-hmm. a lot of you know you approach it with a lot of lightness i think yeah childlike abandon and humor which i think is sometimes really lost especially when it comes to conversations about faith but but perhaps maybe i'm again jumping too far ahead i'd love to hear how you came to start the podcast but like just know it's brought me a lot of joy and i'm sure many others as well praise god rachel that's exactly how i want people to feel when like they listen to the podcast i just love to hear what people think when they listen to it just because Mm -hmm. i'm just like you know you know when you just put out your baby and out there and you're like let's (laughs) see what happens the child let's see what happens (laughs) let's see what nature will do to like have a grow up or whatever but yeah so going back the saintly not salty podcast that term saintly not salty is actually super old and it's part of like my youth ministry that's why there's Mm -hmm. like if you see on instagram i have like sweaters with it right you know on uh i think it was like maybe like five years ago when that term salty just like came right into the vernacular of you know teens yeah it's like oh you're being salty or like whatever and uh, uh-huh. and it was in a small group with my girls 
And I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, she got to be saintly, not salty. And they're oh like, ooh, yes. And I'm like, ooh, yes. <laughs> so we just started using it as like our hashtag. We put it on our shirts. It was oh just like gosh. a thing. Since like I was in design, like I love making fun t-shirts. I feel like that's definitely like an outlet that I still have in terms right. of creativity. So like saintly, not salty, Catholic, family, just like all the lingo mm-hmm. are always on our shirts. Yeah, and I'm also like obsessed with podcasts. I feel like I stopped listening to music Mm -hmm. and I only listen to podcasts a lot of like Catholic ones and just like non-Catholic ones, you know, typical ones that everyone listens to basically. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I should start a podcast. Maybe I should do something. And what I really wanted to do is to showcase faith stories Teen faith stories, because I think there is really definitely something special when a teen encounters Christ and can tell their story. Right. You know, it solidifies it for them, mm-hmm. but it also like gives an opportunity to show that like faith is not dead. It's not for old. It is like a lot of older people actually have faith, but um, <laughs> there's a lot of young people that actually have these like faith stories that are right. worth telling, whether it be like dramatic mm-hmm. or just like even super simple. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to tell the story. And so one Christmas back in, I don't remember, a couple of years ago, maybe like two or three years ago. Who knows? Like, you know, the pandemic, like what, are, what is time? time? What is the year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I asked for podcasting equipment for my parents. They're like, yeah, just like pick whatever you want. Just put it in the cart and then whatever. And I was like, yes. So I bought all this equipment and I didn't do anything with it. I realized <laughs> that teens don't listen to podcasts. Surprise, surprise. Right. And so I was like, okay, I still have all this podcasting equipment. What am I going to do? So I just like put it off in the back burner, like, you know, my H6 like collected dust, like in, you know, somewhere. I did a couple trial podcasts. It's called Risa Can't Sleep. And so literally like late at night, I would bring my mic into bed and just go, just like say whatever was in my head. Mm Mm-hmm. And just test it out. Sent it to a couple of people. And they're like, this is cute. I'm like, okay. And then after four episodes, I stopped. I was like, okay, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. So cut to a year later. It is May. I am working on a wedding with my really, really such a beautiful friend, Jasmine. People on the podcast might know her as Jasto the hero. She is set to get married May 7th. Two weeks before, after her virtual bridal shower, they found out that the groom has contracted COVID. Oh my gosh. Two weeks before the wedding. So he has COVID. His parents get COVID. They're fine. Everybody makes it. Don't worry. Um, So now we have to postpone the wedding. I'm in just like an overdrive. Right. Whatever. And I'm just like, I feel so bad. She has to has postponed her wedding Mm -hmm. once already because it was supposed to be in August 2020. Now has to postpone it again in May. And I'm just like, oh, my heart is aching. What can I do to cheer her up? What can I do to cheer her up? And I'm like, you know what? She loved the trial podcast. I'm just going to make a podcast just for her, just to cheer her up. And so I created the very first episode of the Stately Not Salty podcast. I put it up on Anchor. I made like all the websites, did all the, you know, technical stuff. And the episode title is called Are We Real Friends? Because Jasmine and I grew up in youth group. She was one of my youth group kids. We're eight years apart. And, you know, when you're an an adult, your relationship with your youth leader, like, changes. Mm -hmm. And you get into this question in your head, like, 
are we actually friends or are you still my youth minister? Right. Right. And so we had one of those really intense conversations where I was like, dude, like I'm your friend. Like yeah. I'm not your youth minister. Like I'm actually your friend. And she was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm your friend, dude. Like, you know, we're buds. Like, I don't care if you like don't want to volunteer with me anymore. That's fine. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what God is calling you to do. I'm not going to be mad at you because we're friends. And she was like, oh, my goodness. And so that's why, like, I titled that episode, Are We Real Friends, just for her. And then I continued that entire week for episode after episode just to cheer her up. Mm. Then I put music into it. And then um, what started off as a joke, you know, <laughs> as a moment for levity during a trying time, just ended up being a podcast, like a real one. I always say it, it's like it ended up becoming a real boy, like Pinocchio, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So yeah, you know, I just find the irony in titling that first episode "Are We Really Friends?" and and I'm just thinking, I feel bad admitting this, but here we go, right? It's like I I don't know. It's the vulnerability I... corner, Rachel. Let's go. Let's do this. That's yeah. right. Yes, a callback <laughs> to one of your segments, but but truly, it's like I don't know if I've ever gone to such great lengths for any of my friends. So I to all friends, any and all friends listening, I'm so sorry. <laughs> But that okay. is, but what a, like a, a beautiful gift to, to give to a friend. And like you said, it kind of gained its own legs and now here it is. And I think, you know, l- like I kind of mentioned earlier, like the fact that you're bringing levity and light humor and using that to, to also balance out and, and talk about very vulnerable things. Like you mentioned vulnerability corner. I know just from listening to your show that there have been, you know, a number of times, like many, many times where you've brought out a side of you that is very vulnerable and sharing different aspects of your life, mm-hmm. aspects of your faith and whatnot. And I can anticipate the answer, but like, do you ever fear or wonder like how much to kind of share out there? Like how, how vulnerable is too vulnerable? Or for you, is there, you know, kind of no cap? Is that slang? I don't know. No cap. Did I use that correctly? <laughs> I don't know. It is, no, but it's okay. <laughs> you used it in like the real term, but like not in the slang term. Okay. But like it, it's all good. Like who? I'm old who too. So. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I knew when I put the podcast out there and I think it's when I created the Instagram account. Yeah. That's when I knew. I was like, okay, I'm putting myself out there. This is on the internet. Yeah. And I just really wanted to be real. The Saintly Not Salty podcast, I just wanted to be like, I put it in my bio. I just wanted it to feel like you're just talking to like a friend mm-hmm. and hopefully a friend who's funny, but like a friend who is super real about who they are and that they love Jesus, but it's messy and vulnerable mm-hmm. and super real mm-hmm. and the struggles that we have in our faith and in our life in general. And yeah, I think... When I decided to share it on my personal account, that's when I was like, okay, I just have to run with this. I just have to like follow the Holy Spirit and what he wants me to share and put out into the world. Mm -hmm. And I just have to like deal with, I don't know if it's consequences. I usually like mask the names of like the boys that I talk about or the people that I talk about. But I, if I'm not vulnerable, I can't be relatable and people are going to think like I'm fake. Like, you Mm -hmm. know. You've probably like felt this when you hear some Catholic speakers or just speakers in general, when you know that they're like not being 100% authentic. It's just mm-hmm. such a turnoff. And like, right. I didn't want that for the people who are literally taking time out of their life to listen to me, hmm. you know? And so when my 
parents decided to listen, that's when I was like, ooh. Just got real. Which is only, yeah, which is, was only like a couple of weeks ago. They brought it up on like a Zoom call. And I'm like, nope, we're not talking about the podcast. If you'd like to talk about it, you can submit a question <laughs> or, <laughs> or send me like an email through those means. But we do not talk about what I talk about on the podcast here. Oh. But I think there is no limit to being vulnerable because that's just life. And yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to share just like my life and my experiences, but also again, like make it funny. I just feel like nobody laughs anymore. Or I just feel like, you know, when we talk about being Catholic, it's so serious, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much joy to be had. And I think especially during mm-hmm. these times, like people just need to laugh. Even if they're laughing at me, that's fine. Like I don't care <laughs> about how silly things are, but yeah. I just mm-hmm. have to grab onto as much joy as possible because life is dark. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I mean, like we, you said it perfectly. We need all the joy that we can get. And we are people of the resurrection. So, I mean, sometimes like I do find it ironic because many times like we're yeah very serious and stoic, but there is just so much joy to be found. And especially in, and, and this is like very Ignatian, I guess, but yeah, just mm-hmm. finding God in all things mm-hmm. and like seeking joy in all things. And of course, that's not to say that we can't feel sad or feel sorrow because we know that Jesus himself felt those emotions, but still seeking those resurrection mm-hmm. moments and, and finding the joy in all things. And when it comes to not being salty and kind of striving <laughs> for that, sainthood or or just Mm -hmm. yeah being saintly like what are some things that you would like to share with folks just like as they're listening to this podcast but also this conversation in terms of like how do we move from being salty and and move towards sainthood and holiness yeah great question you know i always say that it is the little things it is the little things that when we choose not to be petty Mm -hmm. when we can choose love in the small things in life when God calls us to be saintly in a really big way, that's when we can mm-hmm. like really say yes. And I think also too, like you were just saying, like very Ignatian. I feel like my spirituality is very Ignatian. Like God is in the small things. The Holy Spirit is always like working. And I think faith, when you boil down to it, it's like moment to moment and very practical. Yes, it's found in these big mountaintop conversion moments mm-hmm. for some people. But Mm -hmm. the average person, it's every day, small acts of love, choosing not to be selfish, choosing to get up and do something difficult and hard, even if it is just like putting on clothes and like walking out the door and going for a walk. And like saints are made in the small moments, Mm -hmm. like in the very small moments of the day, times that people can't see. And that's also obviously rooted in a relationship with Jesus and like super rooted in love and like in who you are. I think that this question has like totally gotten away from me and I'm just like talking. But yeah, I just, you know, over the years in ministry and talking about Jesus, it really is just getting to know the dude, loving him, having a relationship, (laughs) having a relationship with him, you know, just responding to how much he loves us. And that response is going to look different to everybody depending on the gifts and talents that God has given you to give him glory. But yeah, it really is like in the small ways that we can love. And it's like, how can I 
love myself today? How can I serve God today? How can I serve my neighbor today? And just these questions of like, how is the Holy Spirit like working in me today? Where is he pushing me towards? Where do I need to grow? Like, where did I find Jesus today? How am I grateful today? Like these small like questions, even the things we talk about in the podcast, being rooted in scripture and, Mm. you know, things that we're grateful for. And like, how is God like piercing through my vulnerability? to show mm. me like where he's working and how much he loves me um, and how much like I'm enough and I can work through all my issues with him by my side, right? I feel like that's like faith life. That's like the spiritual life in a nutshell or maybe that's just like how my spiritual life is just is right now. Um, mm-hmm. God is good and I'm just like, just I just try to let the Holy Spirit run. So, mm. yeah. And I mean, you know, I will be the first to admit like I'm a very petty person. Mm-hmm. hate that hate that sometimes yeah, but no. it's like <laughs> okay wait right rachel like yeah but like we love being petty like let's just be honest we love it <laughs> yeah. we, we love it we love knowing that like we're right and like whatever yeah one of true we had a group of girls come up through youth group and you know we called ourselves the petty police because we oh were kind gosh. of <laughs> that's literally all like on a sweatshirt that i have is like petty police but we love being petty we love being right we love like showing off it's just like something in nate in us i think you know um from the fall i think <laughs> pretty much <laughs> um <laughs> but i think when we can recognize that we love it when we can recognize mm. that vulnerability, we can recognize like this is the thing that like I love but I hate, but I also hate at the same time. Like you know, St. Paul says like I hate the thing that I love to do or whatnot. Um, mm. We can kind of grab onto that and then flip it and change it. You know, right. well at least try. That's yeah. all. You know, at least try. At least recognizing is the first step. You yeah. know, I'm um, an examine right. You could recognize it and then hopefully like with the grace of God we can slowly change to be saintly and not salty basically mm-hmm. i cannot stress enough listeners like you, you have to go <laughs> tune in and i'm going to be dropping a link below but it really is like a little bit of an examine because i know you have like a gratitude journal and you know it's like you said diving back into scripture and really taking those times to kind of recognize some of the things that we're going through and seeking god in all things so i'm just realizing like oh my goodness like you have just examined all of us <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Yeah, St. Ignatius, like, doesn't stop sometimes. Like, I feel like some saints just, like, totally just, like, have, like, a grasp on me and I, them. So, yeah. Mm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, St. Ignatius and Loyola pray for us, like, all the time. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. And then I guess, like, you know, from there, through the work that you do as a youth minister, through this podcast and, and just bringing joy to other folks, you know, how have you seen yourself live out your feminine genius? Yeah, that's such a great question. I love talking about femininity and feminine genius and feminism. And over the years, I've just like noticed how, like, I think the first step is one, other females are not competition. They're your sisters, Mm. right? Amen. After you get over that, then you could really like dive into like what it really Mm -hmm. means to be like female because you have like support around you. And then two, the second thing is like the world is very male centric. Right. Mm -hmm. And what it means to be like a fully realized human is like pretty much male. And I feel like sometimes females get lost in trying to become male Mm -hmm. and right. Mm -hmm. Denying their own feminine genius and trying to strive to be the, the standard, which is like male in the world. Let's just say. But like, I do not know what it means to be a dude. Like, I have no idea what guys go through. I have, you know, empathy and heart and compassion because like, I don't know what it means to be a boy it probably is hard so 
also like being part of youth ministry you can definitely see like from a young age the differences between like males and females um, and just how they interact and how they are in small group and the things that are important to them and the one thing I recognize very very clearly is like male friendship is like so beautiful so Mm -hmm. beautiful especially when it's a group of guys like chasing the Lord and they don't like hold anything back from each other and they forgive so easily Females, on the other hand, once somebody betrays us, that wound is there forever. Like, there's something about us being so relational and, like, putting an emphasis, not that males don't, but putting an emphasis on, like, friendships and, like, sisterhood and, like, talking and, like, being vulnerable with each other, that when somebody does betray you, it is, like, a deep wound. And so, like, noticing Mm -hmm. the differences between like males and females, it just made me reflect on like, what are my gifts and talents that are intrinsically like feminine? And I didn't want to go on this podcast and just be like tooting my own horn and be like, this is all the things that I'm like good at because I am a female. So I actually asked my friends, hey, I'm going on this podcast and I know this question is coming up and I don't want to lie. And like people to listen. I don't want people, <laughs> Rachel, I don't want people to listen and be like, Mm, that's not Maria at all. I don't know who this <laughs> she thinks she is, but like that is definitely like not her. So, so these are some of the answers um, that they've given me. Mm. So I don't have to like calm my ego down a little bit. <laughs> a common theme was like I love bringing people together. I'm an extrovert. Can you tell? Um, <laughs> I love bringing people together, and I love making people laugh and being comfortable. Again, like hearing people like be joyful and laughter is such a huge, just brings me also joy. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think um, saying that I think I'm funny is a bad thing. So I'm going to say like, I think I'm funny and I think I bring a lot of people together through humor. A couple of my friends say like you meet people where they are and then mm-hmm. walk with them when it comes to, you know, you don't judge them or anything and you just love them for who they are and then gently like, bring them to Jesus, which I think is just like an honor that people, that God uses me to bring people to him, mm-hmm. which is a crazy idea because like I'm not the greatest person. So it's like, oh, if he can use me, he can use anybody. And just like being in a relationship with people is like huge for me. Like I love having friends. I love getting to know people. I love diving deep with people. I love getting to know people's hearts and not saying it's like very like womb-like, you know, <laughs> but it's like... <laughs> You know that image, right? Like the, yep. you know, like when you read the letter and like all that, it's like, yeah, it's like because like we house like another human in our right. womb. That's what we're designed for. We like bring people in our own circle. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of feel that. And as I get older, you know, I'm in my late 30s now. And I just feel like mothering has been such a big theme in my life. Not necessarily like I don't have kids. I'm not married yet. Obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you know I'm single. <laughs> but like this idea of what does it mean to mother? Mm -hmm. at like my age as a single person and yeah just like all that and I mean I love that you also went to other people as well because I think if nothing else like whenever I I talk to women and they're just like okay well how do I know or how do I find out my feminine genius and of course like one of the first and foremost things that we should do is bring it to prayer but Mm -hmm. I think you know you absolutely touch on something that's so important which is to also go outside of ourselves and like seek out what other people are saying and not that other people's opinions always matter of course like you know we should be comfortable in our own skin but 
to some extent, I think that there's a lot of beauty in that too, is because mm-hmm. we live with ourselves day in and day out. And sometimes we are blind to certain things or we overlook certain things, but to have other friends share back and reflect back what it is that we are strong at, what are some of the things that, you know, that help them to grow in their faith and maybe challenge other people, I think is really beautiful. So I'm, I'm appreciative of, of that and just kind yeah. of going the extra mile to, to seek that out. Yeah, I just... Honestly, I didn't want to be like fake on this and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so great. And this is all the things I have. And like, you know, it's like as an extrovert, like my ego is like huge. So I always just try to like, you know, the lineage of humility is like the my second prayer every day, just because mm-hmm. I know like I know in my heart, my ego just needs to like calm down. So I didn't want to put out like a version of myself that wasn't real or true, mm. especially since, again, like the podcast is supposed to be like super authentic. Right. So mm. I like put it to my friends who know me the best to uh, give me the right <laughs> the right words to say to answer yeah. this question but yeah. yeah I love that you you said that word because I think you know like if, if nothing else like this has been like one of the the most joyful I'm gonna say yeah I'm gonna go on a limb and say one of the most joyful like I've I haven't laughed this much on an episode so I, I mean of course Yay. it's like you know within appropriate boundaries mm-hmm. and whatnot but in any case yeah thank you so much for just being your most authentic self and for sharing your joy with me and I know for all of our listeners. And uh, I was wondering if you could lead us in a a closing prayer just to wrap up this episode. Okay, so I like found a prayer because, well, not found a prayer, a prayer found me. Do you know this book, The Ignatian Adventure? Um, Again, being very Ignatian myself, uh, this is by Kevin O'Brien. He's a Jesuit and it goes through the exercises. And there's a prayer here in it it's famous it's by thomas merton and i think like this definitely like shows how i just feel day to day and and i hope people can relate to it but yeah okay okay let's pray in the name of the father and the son and of the holy spirit amen my god i have no idea where i am going and i do not see the road ahead of me i cannot know for certain where it will end nor do i really know myself and the fact that i think i am following your will does not mean that i am actually doing so but I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Maria, thank you. Thanks for having me, Rachel. You're such a delight. And I'm so glad I made you laugh. That's like the one thing that I wanted. I was like, okay, goal number one is make Rachel laugh. And then like, we're good. So yeah. (laughs) My thanks again to Maria Raisa Espinosa for joining me on the Feminine Genius Podcast today. I cannot recommend Saintly Not Salty enough. It is so much fun, and again, there is so much joy. So be sure to listen to Saintly Not Salty wherever you listen to your podcast, and you can also follow her on Instagram at Saintly Not Salty. I've left links to these in the episode description as well as the show notes.
You can listen to the Feminine Genius Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. And you can follow us on social media at FemGeniusPod. All of this information and the show notes can be found on our home on the web, FeminineGeniusPodcast.com. We'll talk to you soon, and God bless you always.